we're live. So who's ready for another episode of Mindless Digital? I know I am. How Me about too. you, guest? I, I agree. He agrees. So, uh, yeah, I've been gone for a pretty wa- good while. My last episode was uh, around, I guess it was in May because it was for Memorial Day. And I said, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to kick it off. I'm going to get back and be consistent. And then it didn't happen. But today I'm back because it's a special occasion here in the household because I have my nephew, the Tejano down from down under, was it? El Tejano, El Tejano down from down under. Sorry, I screwed that up. That's because he <laughs> hasn't been doing a podcast in, he said, almost two years now. So my nephew, Cuauhtémoc Núñez, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. You know, I said the same thing too two years ago. I was like, man, you know, I need to get back on the grind, start doing podcasts again, and I just had it all in my mind, but I haven't done it yet. So it's still it's still in the works. You know, I'm still cooking up. It's been two years of cooking, so <laughs> yeah, it's it's ready to go. I think it's done now. Yeah. So tell us what brings you to the states. Well, yeah, I'm actually here. I'm not uh, remote. You know, like the last one we did. Yeah, the last one we did was we did it remotely. Yeah, yeah, because I was in Australia. But now I'm here live in the flesh here in Texas. Yep. Um, Well, yeah, so I came here to the U.S. because originally my friend uh, was getting married in Los Angeles. Was or did? Or he did. No, okay. (laughs) Let's let's clarify. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it did work out for him. (laughs) No, so one of the homies got married in, uh, actually, I should say Orange County because apparently LA and Orange County are two different places. I I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I just thought it was like part of it. But okay. When I said I was in LA, they're like, oh no, this is Orange County. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. (laughs) Oh, they're very territorial, huh? Very territorial. Specific about where Mm -hmm. they are. Mm -hmm. So, what's so special about Orange County? I'm not sure. I didn't figure it out either. Oh, but okay. Well, I guess I the fact that they're not L.A. I, so is Orange County, is that the name of a city or that's just well, an that's area? Well, that's the city. I think it is. Oh, okay. I'm pretty well. sure. Or it could be the area too. I don't know. Okay. But. Well, uh, apparently there's a reason for that. So anybody know. that's from California that, that's listening can maybe reach out to us and, and tell us why people are specific about where they are from here. Because... Uh, all I know is that if you're from Texas, you're from Texas. That's it, you know. Except if you're from Dallas, then you suck. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing we can all agree on. It's one thing for sure that we can all agree on. <laughs> so, yeah, but, go but ahead. But anyway, uh, so yeah, so my friend got married. And so, because he actually, his family lives in Australia. and uh, But they're originally from uh, from. Cali, Cali. I'm just going to say Cali. I'm not going to differentiate between L.A. Orange County. I'm just going to say Cali. Yeah. They're from Cali. And then, um, what's it called? So they moved out there. They're from a different city called Perth. And um, so I met them because, you know, they're also like a missionary family, like my family. Right. And so um, so that's how I met them over there. And then so uh, he's one of the oldest sons. And so back in 2019, he moved back to Cali. And I always joked with him. I was like, bro, when you get married, man, I'm coming to your wedding. You know, it's like, you're going to have a wedding and I'm going to come. And so sure enough, he, he got married. So... so- how long was he in uh, Australia? Well, he was there, I think, maybe like eight years, I think. I'm not sure. And then what prompted his move back to the States? Well, he just wanted to go back to the States. Yeah. Yeah, so. So, and, and he's the only one of his family that moved back? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. How long have you been there? Well, I've been there for nine years now. Y'all, you guys have been there for nine mm-hmm. years? Is it nine years going on 10, or did y'all just completed? No, we years? just did nine years. Just back nine in years. June, so. Or just recently in June. Have you had thoughts about moving back? Well, at the beginning, yeah. Yeah. At the beginning, I was like, man, I don't want to be doing this over here. I was like, I don't. I'm from I'm from Houston, bro. I ain't from Australia, you know. Yeah. I'm just like, at first, I was just like a big like just a change in general, which right. is like, how dare you take me from my <laughs> from my land, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, but after a while, I sort of got used to it, and I sort of realized that, well, not just because the drinking age is 18, but. Um, but just sort of just seeing like the lifestyle over there and everything and seeing how just relaxed it is compared yeah. to the U.S. I've sort of just realized that it's like, wow, you know, what, what a beautiful country. <laughs> There's no rat race? No, no, no. not at all. I okay. mean, there is if you make it, but it's not re- like realistically the lifestyle is very, very just 
laid back and chill. It's a different speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here in the United States, it's like so everything's stressful. Everything's like you got to do it. It's it, everything's urgent. Uh, there's all yeah. There's always that sense of urgency um, yeah. here, and I think that we do that to ourselves. Mm. Um, I don't know why that is. I don't know why that is. It's just the way it is. But uh, so early on, you thought about coming back, and now it's like not even a thought. Not really, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not off the cards. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, if it happens or if it works out that way, then I'm I'm happy to come back. But. So. So now, at this point, nine years in, do you consider yourself Australian? Because <laughs> um, we were just talking about this, mm-hmm. about you don't have your Australian citizenship, but mm-hmm. you're, you said you were working on it? Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still Texan, you know. Yeah. I'm not American. I'm Texan. Well, you'll, you'll never <laughs> lose that part. No, of course. You'll never lose that part. But, you know, if... At if you meet people like here coming back, it's like, well, I'm Australian now. Mm. I mean, you weren't born there, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not from there originally, but you are considered just like when people. It's like if you're not born in Texas and you're transplanted, you know, you try to get there as quick as you can. Yeah, that's <laughs> the same. <laughs> but uh, obviously, if you've been there that long, you, you kind of have to feel some sort of connection with 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 the country and, and where you're from, oh, of uh, course, the city. Yeah, and what, course. what's, what's the city? Uh, Melbourne. 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 Yes. Yeah. 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 No, of course. Like, you know, living there now, I kind of see myself like, you know, this is where I want to be. Yeah. You know, so I, I want to say I'm completely Aussie, but I'm getting there. You're getting there. I'm getting there. Um, so as far as living in Houston and, and living in Melbourne, are there any, uh, similarities and if they are, if there are, what are those similarities? What, 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 what do you consider almost the same between the two? Almost the same? Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell because it's like two very different like cities. Mm-hmm. Like Houston and Melbourne, they're pretty huge. But I think Houston's a lot bigger in that sense. And like, um, like Houston's a lot more spread out. But yeah. It's a different type of spread out compared to Melbourne because Melbourne's spread out too. Mm-hmm. But the problem with Melbourne is there's no south side. So the problem is because like the south of Melbourne is like there's the water. Okay. And so it's right on the coast. And so it's not like you can't have south side because it's it's, it's just, just water. That, yeah, it's just water. South, the water is south side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like if you're from the south side, then it's like, oh, you grew up in the water or something or what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they don't really consider it. So... Um, what about the diversity? What do you would diversity? Uh, very yeah. diverse. Very yeah. diverse. Yeah. What what kind of how many what kind of people have you run into? Well, from where? obviously in Australia it's white people, so that's the majority. But a lot of people like immigrated to Australia from the war, like from World War Two and stuff. So you mm-hmm. have like Europeans, like Italians, Greeks, uh, you name it. You know, Macedonians, and then you have a bunch of Arabs as well, and then Indians, Asians. Um, Africans, so it's all kinds of people from around the world. Like they're just everywhere. Yeah, you know, every, pretty much Australia is just like a big like pot. Yeah, you melting know, pot. Big yeah. melt, melting pot, and just everybody's there that you can think of. I guess. I guess nowadays, I guess nowadays, um, you probably see a lot of diversity in most of the countries. Oh yeah, because one, the military; two, you have all these businesses, all these companies oil and gas companies, banking companies that the United States have put locations in other countries. And so you've got people from the U.S. and other places that have that travel or or have relocated because of work. And so I I guess you have that now, which is always good because then everybody then everybody's open to uh, being introduced to other cultures and other countries. Of course. Sorry, my dog Bruno has taken a liking to Guatemala and he wants to smell his junk or something. I don't know what he's doing, but he smells he, the Aussie in me. He smells the Aussie, yeah. Maybe he smells too bad he, he doesn't smell the shark in you and then he could be scared of you. Yeah, I know, right? Away. It's all right. I think it's good when dogs actually like people. Yeah. Because when the dogs don't like people, and that's when you know it's like, oh, something's up here. Yeah, and then they, <laughs> and it, it ends up being that they bite you. Yeah. <laughs> so I. 
of course, we follow each other on social media. And I see you, like, on Instagram posting your stories and stuff. Seems like the nightlife there in Australia, in Melbourne, is really happening. Yes, yes. Melbourne is a very up-and-going city. Yeah. Like, it's very, like I said, multicultural, diverse, artsy. There's a lot of music. There's a lot of just, like, night culture in general. Like, oh, that's right up your alley. Just, huh? you, that's right up your alley with the oh, music and 100%, stuff. 100%, 100%. So you think, you think if uh, y'all would have relocated to a city different from Melbourne that didn't have all that going on, it wouldn't have been as fun as it is now? No, not at no. all. Not oh, at okay. all, man. I don't what? know. I think, like, like of course I had to experience the city for what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. To, like, immerse myself into the culture to be able to know, like, what are the people here like, you know? Yeah. Like, what do they like? And what do they... What do people have fun? Or how do they have fun? You know? And so I got to experience it myself, too, you know? Um, but I guess sort of seeing that, you sort of be like, okay, well, is this really me? Or is this, <laughs> like... Is this just me trying to, like, fit in, you know? Yeah. And so, like, half of it was, like, me trying to fit in. The other half was trying to see what I actually like as a person, you know? Right. But, um, but no, nah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a pretty lively city. You know, there's always things going on, regardless of what area in the city you are, too. Right. So what do you, what do you think was the biggest adjustment for you when, when you guys moved there, and even now, I guess, and you're meeting new people? What, do, what, do, what is it? Do you find it difficult communicating and connecting with them or is it nah, it's just it's just like any other city mm, i think it's pretty easy to like meet new people over there because there's so many different people that live there yeah it's easy to meet them but as far as like building like relationships and like friendships and stuff like i've always struggled just because like i don't know whether it's just me because i'm I, like i isolate myself a little bit sometimes yeah or it's just me that just like i'm too anxious to even bother trying to like talk to new people you know okay so it has nothing to do with the city it's more no it's just more, more yourself more myself yeah, yeah. okay because, well cool uh, yeah because like i think like myself like i like to talk to people and obviously like you know i'm a barber so i have to talk to people yeah but i guess when i'm away from that that confidence of being behind the chair I'm a bit like, oh, damn, I actually have to hold a freaking conversation, you know? Yeah. And sometimes it's like, I don't even bother with, like, small talk half the time. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll do it because I know how to do it, and but I can't say that I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody enjoys small talk, but... Yeah, I mean, because I guess depending on the number of clients that you have throughout the day, small talk, you can only talk about yourself or about the stuff that you do you know, three or four times, and then it starts to get repetitive. Very repetitive. <laughs> it's like, oh, I got to tell this story again, or I got to tell this about myself. Basically. So, yeah, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. So uh, you mentioned that uh, you're a barber there. So um, the hairstyles that are in there, how do they compare to what uh, you see here in the U.S.? Well, it's crazy because a lot of the hairstyles – from the u.s eventually make their way to the to australia yeah and so like obviously like fades and stuff is really in and now and now everybody's getting mullets you know and i I know mullets are a really huge thing here in the u.s and in australia and especially in texas yes yeah in the south Mm -hmm. that's like (laughs) that's like the go-to oh yes oh yes yeah it was funny because just in the time that i've been here in texas like, I've seen so many mullets, and I'm just like, whoa, what's going on over here? I've never seen this before. And it's all like the Mexican guys, too. So it's like, I'm like, oh, dang, home, homeboy got a mullet. <laughs> yeah, I rocked a mullet for a little bit in my early 20s. I can't say, I, I, I'm not going to say that I, I never did, but uh, <laughs> it, it was just one of those things that uh, you did. But uh, the, the mullets have the staying power. They, they, uh, they're they popular. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it seems like... It comes in waves because it'll it'll somebody some celebrity or some person will will show up with one and then all of a sudden it's a big thing because they got to they got to be like that oh I want my hair cut like this yeah and then it kind of fade away and then it comes back up because remember uh, Billy Ray Cyrus there for mm-hmm. a while he had it going and so now you've got other people that bring that around and so um, 
Yeah, I can, I can see how that goes. So mullets, that's mm-hmm. the thing now. Well, the main thing in Australia, like mullets, like you said, it's always been around. Yeah. But they just resurged probably like maybe seven years ago, I'd say, because one football player, like the footy player, like yeah. Australian football player. Okay. He got like a really like like precise mullet. So it was very like high and tight, uh-huh. sort of like really like in your face sort of mullet. Who's the guy? So his name is Dusty Martin. Okay. So he, and, play, he and, plays and, for the Richmond Tigers. What, what, what sport is this? AFL. So Australian football, Australian football league AFL. So which is which is Aussie rules football. Aussie rules football. Aussie rules football. Okay. Which and is a whole another can of worms that. <laughs> and that's is that the same as rugby? No. No. Okay. No. See, so like, see here in the states we see okay we know there's soccer we know there there's rugby and then there's Australian rules football mm-hmm. right what's the difference between Australian rules football and rugby? Oh man, there's a huge array of differences. So. The easiest way to explain it is kind of like you put rugby, you put soccer, you put basketball, and you put like uh, uh, NFL all in the same room together. And then it just like, it's just a big bastardized sport, like a mixer of all these different sports. Yeah. I think the easiest way to put it is kind of like Quidditch. I know it's weird to say, but like. Okay. I don't know. That's someone told me that they're like, oh, it's like Quidditch. I'm like, oh, I don't even know. What... So it's it's a cross between a lot of different oh, yes. sports that come oh, yes. together, but it's still a physical. Oh yes, very very sport. physical sport. Yeah, I think a lot of the footy players they run like the like the top ones. They'll run like 16 kilometers in a game. So whatever that is in miles, yeah, I think it's probably like eight miles or so. Or I, I'm, I'm not ten gonna, miles. I'm not going to try to do the math here, but no, um, no, like ten miles or something per game. Just so know that in Australia, they observe the, the metric system. So yes. when I'm talking to Demok and, and his family, or especially my brother, uh, he tells me the temperature and what is it, the Celsius. Celsius. Yep. And then it's like, I have to try to figure out the math. And he knows that I'm struggling. So he just tells me it's <laughs> in, 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 in Texas, it's this. And I was like, oh, okay. So <laughs> that's, I get, was that difficult to, to, to adjust to? Well, yeah, at the beginning, yeah, because I was so like, imposed to like the whole like, like uh, pounds, what is it, imperial yeah imperial system and inches so, and mm-hmm. feet and so now you got centimeters kilometers and you've yep. got uh kilos, kilos and stuff kilos like that. and grams and stuff and i'm just like man this is too confusing but at the end of the day it makes sense yeah it, it really makes sense honestly like i don't understand or i know why the u.s wants to be on its own imperial system but um nah like metric makes a lot of sense Metric makes way too much sense for it not to be imposed around the whole world. I guess but, you would have to use it enough or a, a long enough to get to that point to realize it. Okay, now I understand why it's being used. Well, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah. funny, though, because being here in, in Houston or just in the U.S. in general, I can tell the, like the uh, – I know the temperature here in Fahrenheit, but I don't know it in Celsius. But when I'm in Australia, I know the temperature in Celsius, but I don't know it in Fahrenheit, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. Because yeah, so, mm-hmm. the conversion's already made for you, and so it's like, okay, I, I get it. But then you, you try to figure out, well, what's that back home? It's like, hmm, you multiply by this, carry that, <laughs> and divide. No. Basically, yeah. yeah. Basically, you have, to, you have to convert it. So I, I get it. I get it. I get it. So uh, your go-to vehicle is a Volkswagen. That's correct. And you recently bought a second one. I did, yes. And the first one you bought, and did you you ended up doing some modifications to it, right? Yeah. yeah. What'd, you, what'd you buy? What do you have? Well, all right. So my first ever Volkswagen I got was a VW Jetta, and that one I got just because my we were just looking for cars, and my dad was like, um, just looking at a whole bunch of different cars on the on the used car market. He's like, oh, you should check out this car. Or you should buy this car. Because he actually went to go see it mm-hmm. at that time because I was, like, working and stuff. So I didn't really have time, like, after hours to go out and, like, look at cars. And so he told me to buy this car. It was it was just a diesel diesel car, little Jetta. I, um, the only modification I did on that car was I just straight piped it. So I just took off all the mufflers. And then that same week, I crashed it. So, <laughs> How long had you had it? I had it probably three months. Oh, Okay. Three months in total, yeah. And then I just crashed it straight away. But that was my fault anyway. I mean, it was trying to show off, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to know that story, I have an episode on it on my on my podcast. It's called the VW 5-Star Crash Rating. <laughs> 
So if you want to check that out, you can hear the whole story. But long story short, uh, of me and my buddy at work, we're both car guys. And I told I finished early one day, and I was like, all right, I'm going to do a pool in front of the shop, which is basically just like, show, like just do like pull off really fast in yeah. front of the shop, and I'll show you the new exhaust. But like like I said, it just I turned the corner, and the shop's there on the corner, and I broke the number one rule of racing, and I looked in the shop, look where you want to go. And I wasn't looking where I wanted to go, and so I literally floored it right into a, a, a electricity pole, one of those Ouch. wooden electricity poles. I saw the picture. Yeah, your 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 dad shared that picture, and um, the, the, from what I saw, it was a pretty serious impact. Yes, very serious impact, man. My glasses went flying. You lucky you didn't get hurt. I literally should have died, to be honest. Like, if you look at the photos, the the actual pole fell on the car. On the driver's side. So if that car wasn't as strong as it was, then I would have just been a goner. Like, it would have just snapped my neck straight away. Like, yeah. Looking at the photos, I'm like, holy crap, I should have freaking been dead. I shouldn't be here right now. Yeah. But, you know, clearly, clearly, uh, it was You were was being looked be. after. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then, so that happened, and then you had to go buy another car. Yeah, so I bought this next car like six. So months were you? After were you con- not to cut you off, but were you convinced next car is definitely going to be a Volkswagen? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> after that, I was like, man, these cars are freaking solid as hell. These cars are freaking solid. So I was like, shit, I need another Volkswagen. So after that, I upgraded to a Volkswagen Passat, which uh, is a station wagon. Mm-hmm. That one's or it's sedan and station wagon, but the one that I got is a station wagon, and it comes with the V6 motor as well. And um, they're a pretty cool car. They're a pretty cool car. Mine, the one I have now is like a 2006 model. And you couldn't even tell it's a 2006 model just because of all the features it has. And like, it's just so comfortable to drive. I was just going to ask you how many miles does it have on it? So, <laughs> so it actually has 243,000 kilometers, which I will do the conversion for you real quick, just for all the American listeners. Um, and basically, that sort of turns out to 243. What did I say? Three. So 150,000 miles. So it's still pretty fresh for 2006. You know, 150,000 miles for a 2006. Yep. That's the thing's barely broken into. Oh yeah. Or broken in. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So she's still got a lot of life in her. You know, I don't baby the car at all. She is. Does she have a name? No. <laughs> no. It's just the Volkswagen Passat. It has, it has a name already. The so. Passat. Okay. <laughs> um. So did, did any mods? Any any uh, um, upgrades on it? So all I've done was like suspension work. So like uh, coilovers, which is like adjustable suspension, so I can adjust the ride height. And it's also it has like a stiffer ride just because it's made for racing, you know, on the track, and so it's not made for comfortability. Right. And then I've also put an, an exhaust valve on it. Which is like, um, it's like an exhaust cutoff valve. So basically it's an electronic flap in the exhaust and it's like a, it kind of cuts off from the actual exhaust. And so I have the ability to open up the valve. And when I open the valve, it's basically just like really loud because it bypasses the mufflers. Mm -hmm. And then when I close it, it's just a regular stock exhaust. So it's not loud. So I can control whether I want it to be louder or quiet. So when, when do you choose to be loud? Probably about 80% of the time driving. <laughs> in the neighborhood? Oh, yeah. See, even, even more in the neighborhood. There goes Temok. <laughs> Basically. It's like my parents know when I'm coming home because they can just hear the car coming and like from, from around the block. And uh, But I don't do it for the attention, though. Like I just do it because I enjoy the sound of the car. Okay. You know, like I care if people are looking at me. I'm just enjoying my ride. Yeah? My, and my No more my showing space. off, right? No, no. Like, at least not like... Before. Not, not like before, no. Yeah, I'm a bit yeah. more sensible about my driving as well. And then you bought a, another car. Another one, yes. Yeah. And so this one I have now. I bought it back in January. It's a 96 Volkswagen Golf. And it's also got a V6 motor in it too. So it's a very unique sort of car because... Any- Volkswagen Golf, uh, is that is that a hatchback? Yeah, so it's a little okay. hatch. Yeah. Or, and, the, and, or known as the Rabbit here in the US. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Because oh, yep. they have the mm-hmm. Golfs here, mm-hmm. the Golf GTI here. Mm-hmm. Um. And both of them are what five speeds, or no, no. So they're both automatic. They're both automatic. Yeah. Okay. Which is funny because a lot of the a lot of like the golf, um, those kind of cars here in the U.S. the the majority of them are automatic. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a manual transmission. Yeah. So, but that's good. So, so you bought that in January. What was what was the reason buying? Because I know your dad told me it's like, yeah, Quatemo's looking at buying another car. It's like, is he getting rid of 
the the station wagon. He goes, no, he just <laughs> wants another car. It's like, why? He's like, he just wants another car. <laughs> so this one was uh, half impulse sort of buy, but half like I've been looking for one for a little bit. This one's like my project car pretty much. Okay. And so I just plan on sort of just replacing some of the old parts and sort of refreshing it a bit. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I want to respray it. So get a new fresh uh, bit of paint. But honestly, like leading up to the trip, I think that was a mistake because, like I said, I, I bought the car in January and then I bought my tickets to come here to the U.S. in like March. And I was like, oh, shit, this is a lot of money. And I was like, wow, this car was definitely not a good financial decision. <laughs> <laughs> At least for the time. At the time, yeah. For the time, like... Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's okay now, but like... But I mean, you already have one car running that you, yeah. you do as an everyday, mm-hmm. everyday car. My daily driver, so yep. That one, I mean, it's not like there's a rush or, or, or you have any... any You have to hurry to get it on the road yep. or yep. do anything with it. So it's like... Like you said, it's a project car and a project car can... Mm-hmm. It can take a while to, oh, yes. to, to get it back going. So yeah, I, you can take your time with it. I understand now why people have project cars for like 10, 15 years. Yeah, I mean, you do little by little, and because, like I said, you have your daily driver, so this one, take your time with yep. it. You don't have to rush it. Make it right. But honestly, I'm thinking about selling both. <laughs> and then, what are you going to do? And then just buy a better shit box. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. You can buy another Volkswagen? Yeah. What do you, what do you, what do you, what, what would be your ideal Volkswagen? Ideal Volkswagen? Yeah, yeah. I think my ideal one would be probably like a Golf R, but... I probably wouldn't be able to afford that. That's way too expensive. What so are that's those like run? the top, the top range. It's the Golf um, R. Golf R, yes. Yeah, so like the letter R. Yeah, letter R. Is it a sports car or yeah, what? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so it's like top of the range, past the, like the GTI and all that. Uh, they don't, they don't have those here in the states. I've never heard of that. I don't think so. No. Yeah. Or they might. I'm not sure. What but, model is it though? So it's like top of the line, like fully spec'd out. And it's just it's, it's like you have the um, the Passat, you have the yep, you have the Passat, the Golf, the the Alt- Jetta, the Jetta, and then uh, there's the R. That's that's what that model is called, the R. Well, it's the Golf, but it's the R version of the. Golf. Oh, okay, yeah, I got it, yeah. I got it, I got it. So it's like the performance version of the Golf, basically. Ah, uh, okay. That'd be my ideal one, but I think more realistically, I'm just gonna get like a TDI, which is the diesel Golf. Yeah. And I so get a little station wagon. You said that. Uh, that's like the top of the line, so and it's expensive. What does it normally run? Probably like seventy k, maybe in Australia, seventy eighty k, sixty seventy. And so that would be like in the mid fifties here in the states. Probably, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, it's a dollar to a dollar. Well, so one U.S. dollar is worth, or sorry, one Australian dollar is worth sixty-seven U.S. cents. Okay. So it's yeah, it's yeah. Conversion is pretty bad right now. Yeah. So I'm literally losing money every time I buy something. <laughs> as long as you expensive. don't bring it back to the states, though. What do you mean? Well, because it's it's going to be you got um, uh, Australian dollars, mm-hmm. but you're not going to sell it in the states where you no, would lose no, money. No. So when I'm buying stuff that's here, that's the only in the time. US, yeah. 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 So when I go back to Australia, I'm going to be making money. So any mm. any bit of cash that I carry and I, and I convert over there, I'll be making some cash. So are you? Are you did you did you do um like uh did you buy a bunch of gifts and stuff or that you were gonna take back or any any? Uh, I'm still working anything? on it. Still, still working on it. <laughs> you got long. what four days? Yeah, four <laughs> days now. So but before you leave, man, my whole trip just passed by. Man, it just passed by so quickly. So how, how long were you here? So I got here on the 24th of June. Okay. Or I got to LA on the 21st. And then I left, oh, sorry, Cali. <laughs> I left Cali on the 24th, came to Houston, and then I've just been moving at like a 1,000 miles an hour since So then. you you're basically were here, are going to be here about a month. Yeah, just yeah, under a month. Just yeah. under, uh, just, mm-hmm. I mean, just a tick under a month. Literally. So. That's, a good, that's, a, that's a good trip, though. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you got a lot done. You, oh, yes. you saw a lot of people, and, and you've been hitting uh, a lot of different places. Other than Cali... Uh, of course, you went and saw your grandparents, my mom and dad, and your family on your mom's side. Yep. And then you visit a lot of friends. So you just got back from Austin. Where else did you go? Did uh, you go to San Antonio? No, I didn't go to no. San Antonio. I wanted to go to San Antonio, but like I said, the time just passed. And like I was just so busy just going around, visiting people and stuff. And like, and then 
Well, it was funny because I started talking to a girl from Houston. Mm-hmm. And then well, this was before I had my or after I planned my trip, we started talking, and I was like, "Oh damn, I'm actually coming to Houston in, in June." Yeah. So I was like, "I mean, we'll see what happens from there." But oh, you went to see Willie Nelson? Yes, yes. Yeah, where did you see him? So I saw Willie Nelson in here in Houston. Uh, where at? Where, what venue? The Woodlands. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Cynthia Mitchell. Was that for Fourth uh, of July or? No, it was the second of July, but. Um, but it was basically like his outlaw festival. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So there was more than just him. Yeah, yeah. There was a bunch of like acts as well. So didn't last all day long or something. Well, I got there just in time for Woody Nelson. Well, oh, oh, that's a whole story in itself. <laughs> oh, what happened? Oh man. So, um, so like I said, like I've been talking to this girl from Houston, and um, I dragged her along to the Woody Nelson concert. Um, she came willfully, but she's not a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's not a Willie Nelson fan. I mean, I don't think so. Dang, I didn't even see the dog there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Um, she she didn't really know him much, but um, but I made her a Willie Nelson fan. Oh, okay. Um, so she enjoyed herself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, good. Yeah. Good for that. Yeah, I'm very grateful for her to come along as well. But anyway, I was meant to go pick her up before the concert and. Um, the car that I was using, so someone from my church let me borrow one of their cars, and the car that I was using, we, I got a flat tire. Mm. Yeah, so I had to stop at Walmart, uh, or I stopped at Walmart for something, and then I came back out, and then the tire was flat in the back, so I was like, oh, heck no. I was like, man. So I drove the car to the nearest gas station to fill it up with air, and then I filled it up with some air, but it was still leaking. There was like yeah. a pretty big leak in there. So I had to call her up and be like, hey, I'm sorry, but like, I know you're, I'm spending to pick you up, but can you come get me? <laughs> can you come get me? And so I was like in this ghetto-ass area, and uh, I was thinking, like, man, I might have to leave the car here or something. Or, um, But in the end, we sort of decided, I was like, all right, I'll just take the car back to where I was staying at that night, and then we'll just go from there. But I had to stop like two or three times to put more air into the put tire. Put more air in it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, but in the end, we made it there, and we got there just in time for Woody Nelson. I think the second last act was just finishing up when we got there. Oh, okay. And so I, because um, I went to Walmart to buy a picnic blanket, because you know they had they have like the uh, the lawn. Yeah, yeah. At the at the at the pavilion, and it was pretty cool. Was oh, pretty cool. so romantic. Yeah, I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Um, and then, but yeah, we made it just in time for Woody Nelson. I was just like, I was like, all right, good. I came for what I came for, you know. Not that I didn't want to see anybody else, but at the same time, I was like, I literally just went for Willie Nelson. So. Yeah, who else was on the bill? Um, Whiskey Myers, um, Particle Kids. I don't know, some other people I didn't know, to be honest. Don't know them. Neither, neither, so. Yeah. Like I, I, I like, I personally, I like Willie Nelson. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, like, own any of his, well, CDs and stuff like that. That's the thing of the past, but um, yeah, I, I like Willie Nelson. I like a lot of his stuff. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's cool. I just would not go to a concert, but then that's me. That's just me. Right, right. It's like it's like the 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 Astros, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a huge Astros fan, but I am more comfortable, and I, it's more enjoyable to me to watch it from the couch. Now I have been to uh, Minute Maid to to watch the Astros a handful of times. Mm-hmm. And every single time that I've been there, they have lost. Ooh, so you're the so bad luck charm, huh? I am a bad luck charm. So that's one of the reasons that mm. I don't like to go watch the games there. Mm-hmm. Even though my kids, your cousins, is like, come on, Dad, let's go. And so the last time I was there, it was me. It was on a Friday, and they always do the fireworks on mm-hmm. Fridays. It was me, Julian, and Tristan. And... It was a good game, but they still ended up losing. We had a great time. But, again, I show up, Astros lose. And I said, that's it. That's it. (laughs) I like hanging out with you guys, but I hate coming to the game and they lose. So, I said, from now on, don't ask me to come to any more games because I don't want want them losing. So, if they make the playoffs this year and the World Series – I will not be buying any playoff tickets or any World Series <laughs> tickets to go see them because I don't want them to lose. I'm staying my ass at home, and I'll watch it from the couch. Oh, yes. That sounds like a good idea. That's the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> so so you got this uh, 
you'll be you'll be leaving Houston on Thursday, mm-hmm. and you'll go home, and then after that, you have another trip yes. planned. Tell us, tell me about that one. All right, so I go home on the twentieth. I get to Australia the twenty second, and then I leave on the twenty sixth from Australia to go to Portugal. Uh, so we're actually going from Spain to Portugal. So it's for this trip. It's it's just a big event called World Youth Day. And it's like an event organized by the Catholic Church. And so they invite people from around the world to come and um, sort of come together. And the Pope has like a massive like mass and everything. And then everyone just joins there and sort of just and everything. So it's a big like pilgrimage sort of thing. And so we're going to start from Madrid. And then uh, so I'm going with a group from Melbourne. It's going to be about probably 90 people in total. And then we're going from Madrid to the north of Spain, sort of just busing along to some of those regions up there, visiting like a bunch of like Catholic sites and then just seeing some of the areas there and stuff to see there. And then going down into Portugal and then eventually the main destination is Lisbon, where this event's going to be at. And then sort of just go from there and then back up to, to Madrid and then we'll leave from there again. So I'll be there for probably about two and a half weeks, I think, wow. in total. So. Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. I've been on a few of these uh, World Youth Day trips in the past. First one I went to was in Brazil. And then uh, after that was in Poland. And then Panama was the most recent one. And they do them every three years. So, Oh, uh, it is every three years. Yeah, every three okay. years. They just pick a different city to go to. And so I don't know where the next one's going to be, but they announce it there when, when we're in, in, in Lisbon. So then you'll know in three years where the next one will be. Mm-hmm. And then you can prepare for that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, is it? You said World Youth Day. Um, what What are the ages of most of the the people that are there? Uh, so, with our group, it's from like sixteen plus, but usually there's like younger kids too. But it's all like sixteen to like thirty five or forty, whatever. Okay. People who are single, basically. Ah, okay. Yeah, you don't have to be single, but like if you're married, then you probably don't want to come on the trip, you know. <laughs> Just because, you know, you have your own family already. So. Right, 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 right. So it's like, unless you've been invited to, like, chaperone or something like that, yeah. then a married couple probably wouldn't come. But you're, you're, it's not a, it's not an obligation or nothing. Right, right. It's not, like, you usually can't, it's, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually it's just for, like, the youth, you know. What kind of activities do you guys do on that? Um, so like I said, we visit, we visit, visit, <laughs> we visit a bunch of different, um, like, churches, like, big churches there. And then we'll go around and just like um, sort of as the group will sort of be singing and stuff and then um, going through the streets and everything sort of just just I guess proclaiming uh, I guess God and stuff like that so okay now I know, I know that the the visiting the churches and, mm-hmm. and and then you know the that aspect of it is the draw that's the reason for for being there and having the whole event but Outside of that is the food. Oh, yes. And visiting those mm-hmm. different countries and those mm-hmm. cities. So as far as the food goes, how do you, how do you go about deciding what you're going to eat and things like that? What do you, well, I mean, when do you like if, say, like, for instance, mm-hmm. you go to Spain, it's like, oh, when I'm in Spain, I got to have this. Yeah. Or how, how, do you, how do you go about Well, deciding? they provide the meals for us. And yeah. Like, whatever they provide for us is what we eat but then like if we have free time obviously we can go off and and do or and get our own food if we want but i don't know i guess it's just seeing what they have there and like just what's available at the time you know but i'm not like too picky picky you know obviously in spain i want to eat some manchego cheese but yeah and eat some jamon or something you know but i don't know i'm not too picky when it comes to food i'm just given what what i what i receive you know yeah yeah you just go go with the flow on exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, since moving to Australia, I think you, you've been you, you and your family have been, um, you know, have had access and have been exposed to a lot of different cultures, a lot of different cities. What do you think is the biggest draw from, or what do you think is the biggest takeaway from that for you? Mm. I'd say it's just sort of expanding my mind a bit more, you know, it's not so much what what I'm used to, you know, it's that there is still a bigger world out there, you know, there's a lot more to experience and a lot more out there that's that I don't know about, you know? Yeah. And I guess that's sort of just, it's cool for me sort of knowing that just because it's like, 
I, I don't have to just be comfortable with what I have, you know? Yeah. That I can always sort of grow a bit more in that sense where it's just like, you know, there's a lot more to experience. And I have that, avi- uh, that ability to, you know, not just be stuck in one certain way. And so I guess that's probably the main thing that I sort of take from it. Yeah. Have, have you ever visited a country or a city and you had you already had a perception or an idea of it? And then you get there and it's like, this is not exactly what I had in mind. Hmm. Has that ever happened? Probably, to be honest, no. I mean, no? like, or maybe, uh, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it like that, to be honest. Because I try not to go with too much expectations. Mm-hmm. Because I find that if I go with an expectation, then I end up being disappointed. Because, like you said, it's probably just not, it doesn't live up to the expectations. Right. And so when it comes to that, I try my best not to have that expectation or that that thing. Be like, oh, yeah, it's going to be so cool when I get there. Which mm-hmm. I'm just sort of just being a bit more open to the experience as is. You know, because, like, I know even even just, like, coming back to Houston, I was like, I know what Houston's like. But this trip is going to be different because I want to not see what I normally see. And I want to sort of go off a bit and just sort of actually find out what the city has to offer, you know. Like, come back with the tourist mindset, you know? Yeah, yeah. Instead of being like, oh, yeah, I'm from here, which I am. But at the same time, I still want to be able to sort of experience the city as is, you know? Sort of have a whole different, like, outlook, you know? Because I have my perception of back then, but what I'll get from this trip is my perception of today, you know? And I'll be able to see what it is for what it is today and be like, all right, this is what I remember from this time. (laughs) And it's changed so much from the last time, you know? Yeah. Uh, when was the last time you were here? In, in well, Houston? last time I was here was 2019. So I came for Christmas in 2019. Okay, that was four about Just four years four ago. Four years ago, yeah. Okay, so but you guys came during during the winter time. Yeah. So but it wasn't cold. No, it wasn't cold. It's <laughs> Not tip, that year. Typical Texas weather. Not that year. No. But um, were you surprised by the heat this time around? This time, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> damn, it was hot. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, though, it, it was easier for me because in Australia right now it's winter. Yeah. It's winter, so it's like freaking 40 degrees. The morning that I left, it was 36 degrees. And, man, I had to bring a big old puffer jacket, went to the, to the airport. and uh, you, man, you you didn't have to use it at all. No, not, not since <laughs> no, I've been here. On this trip. Uh-uh. Like, there's no way. I was like, man, this damn thing just taking up extra space. <laughs> but I know I'm going to need it when I go back, though. Yeah. So that's why I brought it. I was like, man. And then even in California, like it was like 70 degrees at yeah. the most. And it was beautiful. Like, I, I, I think I sort of acclimatized a bit more to that. It was good to have, like, the medium as opposed to going, like, super cold to freaking super hot. But I think as well, being in the winter, I sort of took on the heat a bit more. Like, I, I kind of liked the heat. Mm-hmm. And so at the beginning, I was like, oh, it's actually not that bad. Like, even today, I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah. What about the, what about the summers there in Australia? So in Australia, like, they get pretty hot, too. This year wasn't nearly as hot as it normally is. But um, it's not as humid. Oh, that was good. That was yeah. my next question. Yeah. What's the humidity? It's definitely not as humid yeah. as here in Houston, man. How far are you? How far are you guys from the coast? From the well, we're right on the coast. For oh. probably like forty minutes from my house. Okay, so it's it's basically from your house to your coast is like from my house out to Galveston. Yes, actually, yes. I think Galveston is closer for me. Probably. Yeah, because it's it's probably thirty minutes, maybe a little bit less oh, okay. than that. So, yeah. You see, but the thing is over there is that because we're in that southern hemisphere. There's no like moisture or there's moisture in the air, but it's not like it's not like the tropics or like the yeah. like here in the Gulf of Mexico. Over there, the air comes from Antarctica. Mm-hmm. And so that shit's already cold, you know, it's dry. And so the water over there is cold as hell. Like it's in like the 50s, you know, the water you go in there to the beach and it's cold. Even during the summertime? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, it's nice and crisp. Mm-hmm. When you go Sounds to East like Australia, it. where it's like the Pacific, that's when it's a bit warmer. OK. But because we're in the south and that the water from the from antarctica and the wind from antarctica comes up there oh okay yeah it's very dry yeah 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 so we don't experience nearly as much humidity as as it is here in houston so i know here in texas uh we have a lot of uh insects spiders (laughs) bees and stuff like that uh what's that like there in australia honestly it's not as bad as what people think it is i mean because i see I have seen, of course, on social media, I've seen pictures about these huge, gigantic <laughs> spiders, snakes, and all these other things. Mm-hmm. So y'all haven't 
really have to deal deal with that much? Not really, to be honest. I've only ever seen one snake in my nine years that I've been there. Oh yeah, honestly, yeah. And it was just a baby too, so it wasn't even like a huge one. But we've seen heaps of spiders. There's like these massive like tarantulas that come around. They just sit on your wall. And you just look at them, wave at them, and then be like, all right, go on your way. They don't mess with you. You don't mess with them. They don't mess with you, you know. Yeah. And they're very timid spiders as is. But Are they? Okay. Um, occasionally, you get a few, like, dangerous spiders. But same thing. It's like, unless you're looking for trouble, you ain't going to find it. So yeah. okay. they're not going to come out and just, like, attack you just for the fun of it. You know, and so it's not nearly as many. And, like, all the big spiders and stuff, all the aggressive stuff is out in the outback anyway. Like, if you come visit, like, Melbourne or Sydney or something like Brisbane or something, you're not going to really encounter yourself with any of those, like, big, big, or those, like, massive critters or snakes or anything like that. How far are you guys from the outback? Probably, like, a day and a half drive or something. Oh, okay. So, it's, it's a good far... Oh, yeah. Good, good distance. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. pretty far away. Because I was going to ask, because, like, here, um, like, when we first moved into the subdivision... Uh, it was fairly new and there was a lot of undeveloped land behind us. And as they cleared out the land, uh, of course, some of the wildlife, like we have some coyotes out here, rabbits, uh, and other, uh, nocturnal critters like Mm -hmm. raccoons and possums and skunks and stuff like that. They had to find another place to live. And so, but now, uh, the, the the place is pretty much finished, or it is finished as far as I'm concerned. But we still have some some uh, areas that are undeveloped, so they've kind of had to relocate. And every now and then, you'll hear those coyotes. They'll be howling oh, yeah. out at night <laughs> and stuff like that. And we we see a lot of notices, because I have a, that ring uh, on the door. And so you get the neighborhood notices and saying um, coyote spotted here in this subdivision. <laughs> so the, they're notorious for taking smaller dogs, mm. small small animals. Mm-hmm. If you have you know like a pet rabbit or whatever, and so you have to be careful that. Do you guys have to worry about that? No, no, not, not at all. Yeah, and I was gonna say I think the U.S. is probably worse because there's actual predators here. Yeah. You know, you got the freaking coyotes, you got mountain lions, freaking whatever. Yeah, California, mm-hmm. Cali has the mountain mm-hmm. lion issues. Because there's a lot of people that like to go uh, hiking right. in the mountains. And it is like, they they get faced with that. I've, I've seen stories about that. So, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so. But, no, I think if you go hiking, the only thing you got to sort of look out for, in, in Australia, is like snakes and stuff. But yeah. Same thing, like they're not going to come and attack you, you know. So if you... Just sort of keep your distance. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Kangaroos, they're very territorial, but same thing, keep your distance. You know, Do like, you see those? Yeah. Crossing the road? Not crossing the road, but there's... So So I live maybe like 40, 50 minutes away from like downtown area. Yeah. And we're like at the beginning of this area called the Yarra Valley, which is like very hilly and like all kinds of stuff. And like we're sort of like the last bit of Metro Melbourne. And um, so the place where I go run is maybe like 10 minutes from my house, five minutes. And then it's like a bunch of like farm area and like a bunch of fields and stuff. And uh, so when I go running, I can, if I look over on the fields, there's just kangaroos, like families of kangaroos just hanging out. It's kind of like here in Texas where you, you're driving along the, like a two, two lane road and you see some deer feeding off the yeah. side of the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same sort of thing. But it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Cause like, obviously they're off in the distance. Yeah. But you know you don't you're definitely not gonna approach them. Yeah. Do they ever end up in the neighborhoods? Um, occasionally. I mean, but you it would only be like during the morning, like early mornings. Yeah. That you would see them. Most of the time, if you see a kangaroo in the neighborhood, it's already on the road dead. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. man! Wow. Yeah. You ever? Would you ever box one? Heck no, man. Heck no. Man, all they all they got to do is just kick you and you, that's it. They, they tear they your you guts flying. out. They tear your guts out. Yeah, I, I heard that. I heard mm-hmm. that they have some really bad claws. Oh yeah. On on their on their hind feet mm-hmm. and and that's that's uh it's kind of scary. It's very scary. Yeah. Cuz they can support themselves on their tails. On the tail, yeah, they mm-hmm. just rock back and on their the tail go, and boom, kick. And they just get you. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that. That's crazy. Because, you know, of course, everybody has seen that video of that, that kangaroo with that dog <laughs> and that guy goes out there and, and punches it. And there's a lot of people that will say that's not, that's a fake video. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know if it is because that uh, kangaroo just looked it's at it. But 
he, the guy was taking a chance because like oh, yeah. like you said with those claws mm-hmm. they could they could just shred his his abdomen mm-hmm. and so it, it, that's they don't play no, and, no, I no. mean they're wild animals and they're instinctive and so they're just gonna you know do what they need to do to protect themselves so it's like that was kind of kind of a dumb move but <laughs> hey he got lucky about it so yeah oh man uh let me see I had I think I covered all the questions that I had for you. I was kind of thinking about them along the way when we said we were going to get together here. So, uh, are you hungry yet? I'm starting to get hungry. Starting yeah. to get hungry. All mm-hmm. right. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the grill. So I guess we can call it a day. We almost got an hour. We got about 50 okay. minutes out of all it, right. which is good. Mm-hmm. So, why don't you tell people about your podcast that's on hiatus right now? <laughs> And your social media so yep. that they can follow you and look you up mm-hmm. and, and see where you're going to be traveling. And if they're in Australia, maybe they can come see you. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, I do have a podcast. It's called El Tejano Down Under, which I started back in the COVID times. and uh, But then I got busy back with life again. So I just left it there. It's my, it's my, my what do you call it? The problem child, I guess, or whatever you call it. I don't even know. But it's there. It's there in the distance. Uh, it's just another project to work on. Yes, there you go. My project. Yes, it's a, it's a project that I've got. One of my many projects, um, and eventually I'll get back into it one day. I've had so many like ideas to start it back up, but it never went through. But oh, you could always do one one episode a month. I could. Yeah. Yeah. I could. There's no limit. I mean, it's no, not. No course, one says you have to do a weekly episode. I could but do three in one day if I wanted to. You but. could. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's uh, my podcast one is at El Tejano Down Under, and then my main account is Nunez underscore Cuauhtémoc. But uh, we'll put it in the link anyway. If you're yeah, if I'll put curious. it in the link. Um, but yeah, but I mean, follow me if you want to know more about me. You know, you can just follow me on there. So, um, but yeah, you know, just enjoying my time here in Texas now, and then about to head back off to Australia and then Europe and then. Yeah, back to it, back to the grind, back, back to the in grind. Australia, yeah. Back to work. So, we'll see what happens. I mean, I could be coming back here more to Texas more often, but, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Cool. All right. And this is Dave Jokes. You can find me on Instagram, at Dave underscore Jokes. And um, I have a TikTok, but uh, my wife doesn't like for me to do stuff on TikTok. <laughs> she says I'm too old for it. So, I mean, I've got some videos. You can look for me there. It's Dave Jokes as well. Um and my podcast, Mindless Digital, find me on, um, what is it, uh, Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts or, yeah, is it Apple Podcasts now? Yep. Yeah. And wherever else podcasts are. So, yeah. Let's go. Let's go cook. Let's go grill. A la taque. All right. Later. See you guys. <laughs>